And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. here at the Wonder Years. We wish you a joyous holiday season. And a new year filled with health and happiness. Thank you for spending so many Wonder Years with us. Season's greetings! Happy holidays, Wonderlings! Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. And today we are doing the third uh, (laughs) Christmas episode of the Wonder Years. It's from season five. It's episode nine entitled Christmas Party, which aired on December 11th, 1991. With the holidays approaching, the Arnolds get ready to host their annual Christmas party. However, this year's party will become memorable for all the wrong reasons. Ooh boy, that sounds like a festive hoot. Let's see what's going to happen at the Arnold house. So the episode opens up on um, Christmas parties past at the Arnold House, and it looks like everybody is having awesome times. It's funny how in these flashbacks, Norma and Jack never age. Even when you see pictures of, like, when Karen was a baby and... Or when Jack and Norma first got married, it's like, they don't age. They don't age. They're forever youthful. Well, actually, they did kind of age on the show from season one to season six. You can definitely tell the difference. Anyway, let's jump into this episode, and I'll stop commenting on their ages. So, yeah, we get a slideshow of different Christmas parties at the Arnold's house, and Jack is, he's got a smile on his face. He's got, what is that he's holding? Is that booze? It might be. Norma's, they're doing a conga line dance, too. That's cool. <laughs> um, I wanted to let you guys know that this is going to be done, like, the, um, the other, the one I did, Very Cutlip Christmas, that one was done kind of by watching it, and that's what this one and the, um, the season six episode are going to be just like that. It's... A lot easier, you know, to get them out this way, and I have so much fun just kind of riffing and just giving my fun commentary, just coming as as I watch this. It's just, it's so fun. It's so fun. And I hope you guys enjoy this, too. Speaking of fun, um, I just got put a couple clips on Instagram from, uh, Christmas 1992, I was 10 years old, and it was at my grandparents' house, and there are a couple clips of me that I uh, posted on Instagram that I'm like, oh, I think maybe you know, my guys might get a kick out of it, I don't know, but I'm like, I gotta post this, because, <laughs> yeah. I showed it once to a co-worker, um, and they're like, you have not changed, like, you you look exactly the same as you did when you were 10 as you do when you're, like, in your 30s. Like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) So we get out of the little uh, home movie clips of the past Christmas parties at the Arnold's, and now it's present day. And in this season, in season five, Norma is in college. She's taking some night classes. And in season four, which I will be getting to in January, she's actually going to start going to college is when she, like, 
fills out her application for college and everything like that. So with midterms and everything coming up, she's had to study and the boys, Wayne, Kevin, and Jack are all sitting around the table waiting for their dinner and she's like, I'm sorry, I really didn't have time to get home and cook a meal. So you guys are getting um, banquet meals like uh chicken or Salisbury steak or something, but the look on Jack's face is like, what the hell am I looking at here? What is this mess? Oh my gosh. He is not impressed. Like, dear, this is not a home-cooked meal. Like, I fully support you going to school and everything, but seriously, what is this mess? And so, yeah, he does ask what's this, and she does say, is this Salisbury steak? Oh, so I was right. I just took a guess. I mean, I honestly, out of all the banquet meals, I, I do like probably Salisbury steak or the fried chicken the best. The, um, I think it's like a pork rib or barbecue pork or something tastes like ashes. It tastes like ashes, like cigarette ashes. I've never had those. I've never really smoked either, but I can just say, this tastes like ashes. <laughs> so, yeah, she like she said, I said, she really didn't have time to come home and cook a, a, a meal just with all the, with the midterm, she's had to really study her butt off. So, Kevin states that this is December of 1971, and he's like, just by that time, our family was pretty much just, uh, Sitting with the conveniences of basically quick meals. Actually, on the banquet box, it said extra helping. And it made me think, like, hungry man. Jack would be a hungry man t dinner type of guy. I, I just, I see it. Those are the portions for the guys that the guys should have. But I don't know when hungry man meals started getting made, though. So Wayne, of course, has to be an ass, and he's like, hey, Mom, you know, what happened to, uh, you know, uh, dinner? And that's where she says, I didn't have, with classes today, I didn't have time to cook, so I stopped by the market and just kind of grabbed these. Did they have drive throughs like Mickey D's and stuff back then in the 1971? I mean, could she, like, st just stop and grab, like, burgers and whatnot? I mean, I'm sure that's not any more healthier than a, um, those banquet meals, but... Wayne, why do you always gotta make comments? It's like, just deal, man. So, Norma is a good wife. She just kind of sits down and just kind of looks at Jack like, is anything wrong, hon? And he's like, oh, no. He just smiles reassuringly. No, no, it's good. She asks how it's work, and he's like, well, lousy. Like, you know, every single time she probably asks, it's probably the same answer. Lousy. Work was work. Crappy what have you. Uh, she asked about, you know, him helping her with the invitations for the Christmas party. And I'm just kind of wondering, if this is December, what time in December is this? Because shouldn't those invitations have already gone out? I mean, I would think, any if you're having a Christmas party, I'd say the day after Thanksgiving, get those invites out. Too bad they didn't have Facebook. They could just, like, Facebook all their friends' invites and stuff like that. They'd go a lot faster. And they'd save on stamps, too. Because we all know that a book of 20 forever stamps costs 10 damn dollars now. 
You know, I was kind of wondering, and I brought this up to Jeremy when we watched this together. Well, I watched, and he just glanced occasionally from his laptop. Um, it looks like there's orange juice on the table. They're having dinner. Do people drink orange juice at dinner? I thought that was pretty much a breakfast staple. I don't ever think of orange juice as you have it with your milk while you're eating a banquet meal or whatever you have for dinner. That just seems kind of out of place. So Jack, when he when she asks him that, he looks kind of surprised, like, oh, me, I, he starts to say, you know, he's got to go to the office. And Norma's like, well, I have a big midterm coming up. So, I mean, yeah, that's December. Her college probably lets out shortly. So, yeah, she probably does have a midterm that she's got to get, you know, studying for so she can pass and everything. I mean, I'm sure back then, you know, people still had to pay for college out of pocket. I mean, unless she's taken out loans, which I doubt. I mean, I, I can't imagine college costing nearly as much as it does today as it did. I mean, I don't think it cost that much back then. But then again, I wasn't alive in 1971, so I have no idea. Norma also brings up the whole thing about the coffee urn in the garage, if he can kind of get that thing working again. And I'm going to tell you when we get to it about that damn coffee urn. Whoa. That is not a safe product. It needs to be thrown out. But we'll get to that when we get to that scene. Oh, and she also tells him to check the coffee urn for rust, too. Make sure it still works. Kevin is kind of the voice of reason here. He does kind of, like, bring to their attention, like, Hey, Mom, Dad, do you guys really think we should be having this Christmas party? You know, with basically everything going on. Norma in college, Jack with a job. You know, they're really distracted. I mean, the fact that they haven't even gotten invitations out means that they are kind of behind and kind of left this whole Christmas party thing on the back burner. And, um, I guess the neighbors are all kind of looking forward to it because we see, um, as Jack's outside working on Christmas lights, one of the neighbors kind of drives past and says, Hey, Jack, really looking forward to that Christmas party? Uh, really? Oh, great. So that means we have to have it? Oh, fucking wonderful. Okay. Norma just looks at Kevin like, of course, sweetie, of course we're having the party. And Wayne is kind of like, Why? I mean, he he doesn't really. I mean, this isn't this is more of an adult party, and the kids, they're like eighteen, nineteen, sixteen. Kevin's got to be like fifteen, sixteen. Wayne's got to be at least nineteen by now. I mean, he's out of high school. I'm pretty sure, isn't he? Oh wait, no, he's a senior. I'm sorry, he's a senior, and Kevin's a tenth grader. Never mind. My bad. Now this is Norma's reasoning. For Wayne's question. Well, because we always have a party. Yeah, but is that really a reason? It's like, well, I always get my hair cut on this day of this month or blah, blah, blah. Or I always do this every single year. And it's like, yeah, but things change from year to year. Your priorities kind of differ over time. And it's just like, you really have to like, if she's got a midterm, she needs to study for her. Why doesn't somebody else have it? Why can't they go to somebody else's house? But I guess they just want to kind of keep with tradition. Like we always have it. We're going to do it this year since we've done it every other year. And it's always been a blast, but I don't know. We'll see. I think it's funny when she turns to Jack, like, 
after after uh, answering Wayne, like, of course we have it every year. Then she turns to Jack and is like, isn't that right, honey? And she kind of smiles. And <laughs> Jack just has this look like it's like a cross between a, a smile and a grimace. Like, uh, yeah, it's dear. So Kevin and Wayne are helping Jack as he's putting on the Christmas lights. This is a little late in the season. And then as Kevin's kind of helping him, he kind of lightly drops the strand a little on the ground uh, a little bit and Jack kind of chastises him like watch it Kev those bulbs cost 32 cents a piece holy crap I wonder how much that was oh I see the address of their houses I think it's 516 Where's it? no I, yeah I think it's a 516 it's not three it's a five okay 516 I don't know what street they live on so, Wayne's just standing there while uh, Kevin's helping Jack with the light, and then, um, <laughs> Jack's like, no, no, you don't have to stand here. You know what, why don't you get the hose and just, you know, uh, wipe out the garage or the driveway or whatever. And something about spiders, like, ew, ew, all that party stuff's in the garage, it's gonna be gross and cobwebby and... I want to know, what kind of shingles do they use on their house? Are those wood? They look like like wood planks or something. Oh, he says you can uh, sweep out the driveway and hose down the ice bucket so that way they don't run out of ice Saturday night. <laughs> Gotta keep that champagne and that wine and that booze chilled, right? So this is when Wayne brings up the whole thing about, you know, Dad, I'm thinking about not coming to the party, and Jack just looks at him like, why not? And Wayne's like, well, because I don't want to hang out with your friends, you know, I got my own, I got my own life. And this is when uh, Kevin kind of chimes in, like, yeah, me too. It's like, yeah, they don't want to be servants or whatever at your Christmas party doting on the guests. They want to hang with their friends. They don't got any common anything in common with these adults. That sounds like it would be so boring. Oh my gosh. This scene. And, and Wayne is like, well, I'm not a little kid anymore. Then he brings up, I could be a father. Wayne, please don't put that in your father's head or ours for that matter. We don't want to think of you procreating. We have, the, One Wayne Arnold is enough in this world. We don't need any more little Wayne Arnold babies running around. Of course Kevin's got to chime in with, yeah, me too. Um, no, Kevin, we don't want any 16-year-old daddies running around, okay, buddy? You just keep that little pouch in your pants and uh, you wait till you're married, okay, bud? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wayne and Jack's expression when they turn to look at Kevin like, what the fuck are you talking about, bud? That, like, I don't want to think about you, boy, having a kid. <laughs> Just like your brother. Don't have children. Please. So, as they're out putting up the lights and whatnot, that's when Ed Ehrman drives by and says, Hey, Jack, get ready for the big ching ding hey. And Jack's like, oh, yep, yep, we sure are. And, and Ehrman's like, yep, can't, wouldn't miss it for the world. This guy is going to come back in a big dang way. Oh, my gosh. This guy, woo. 
He's got some nerve, and we are gonna, I'm gonna tell you all about him when we get to the scene. <laughs> so now that Jack is kind of smiling in a good mood after his drive, uh, the neighbor drives off, Kevin's like, so, Dad, and Jack's like, what? And Kevin's like, about the party? And Jack just looks at him like, yeah, make sure there's ice. Like, you are not getting out of this, and neither is Wayne. So, Kevin's in school the next day, and he's thinking, hopefully, that, you know, none of his friends, I'm sure they don't have plans. Well, turns out, Randy, this kid, I think I've said it, this kid has been in, like, every damn season, since season one. And he's like, Randy, you don't have plans, do you? He's like, yep, my parents, they're taking me skiing, it's gonna be great! Then he turns to, I think this kid's name is Ricky? I mean, we don't meet him till season five, but he's going to Montana. Yep. Dressed like a lumberjack. He's going to Montana. Sister out of a commune. Well, they're doing what? Getting my sister out of a commune. They're going, he says, to get his sister out of a commune? What kind of commune? Is this a cult? It's 1971. What is this a cult of some kind? I'm worried. Oh my gosh. What are they going to face? I want to hear more about this, but I'm pretty sure we this will be it. So we'll just be left to wonder how that kind of resolves itself. Yay, fun fact. I guess season five is all about the turtlenecks underneath the uh, button-up shirts. We saw Wayne had one. Now Kevin's wearing one. Oh, I think Jeremy's home from his Star Wars movie. Hold on, I'll be right back. So after Kevin's friends leave, he turns around and there is Winnie. Oh, she, I love her. She's got this like cream off-white sweater with a red turtleneck underneath. It looks really, really cute. It really brings out the color of whatever lipstick she's wearing. But anyway, he's like hoping that, well, maybe Winnie will be able to hang with him at his Christmas party at his parents' house. But... She's got plans, too. Oh, boy. Dang. Kevin, you are striking out right and left, bud. So, Winnie tells him that her parents already made plans, and Kevin's like, well, hey, why don't you just come by yourself, then? I mean, we're going to have, you know, Twister and food, and what could be better than that? And she's like, well, my parents and I are marching in a vigil to end the war in Vietnam. Ugh. What can you say to that? I mean, her brother was killed in Vietnam, so that's that's that, I guess. I mean, so that's when we hear like uh, uh, an airplane or something like crash and explode, and she's like, "Well, maybe we'll hang out after Christmas," and then she leaves. Oh, poor Kevin. Oh, looks like you're gonna have to suffer this party after all with your brother. Oh. So Jack's at the liquor store. Of course he's complaining about four bucks for a little bottle of wine. And we have a sales uh, salesman or whatever asking him, hey, can I help you find something? And Jack's like, well, my wife needs me to buy a bottle of white wine. So the guy uh, proceeds to list, well, we have this and we have that. We have blah, blah, blah. He's like, Jack's like, you know, I'll just take this big one here with the handle. That'll be fine. The guy lists Chardonnay and Chablis and, what's this other one here? Pinot? Is that the P-I-N-O-T? I think that is. So Kevin and Wayne are just hanging back like, oh boy. 
stuck getting this crap for the party. Oh, yeah, he takes the one with a handle that's 25% off. Like, fuck, well, I'll go with this. So Kevin and Wayne are still trying to get out of this party, and Kevin's like, all right, who's going to talk to him? And Wayne's like, uh, you. And Kevin's like, well, why me? And he's like, you should talk to him. And then Wayne's like, all right, that's cool. I'll handle this. Uh, Wayne, seriously, just deal with it, buddy. I know it's going to be a major suck fest for you and your brother having to deal with these all these adults and everything, but them's the breaks. So Wayne, uh, Kevin just kind of stands there for a second, and then he's like, oh, wait, no, this could go horribly wrong. As he runs to catch up with Wayne, like, wait, no, wait, no, Wayne, no. I know what you're going to, no, let me talk to him. And it's, he probably should have because Wayne is like, you know what, I feel that I should be paid for my services at this party. <laughs> yeah, that's going to go real great. That's going to go over real great with Jack. He's already bitching about the money he's spending on the wine and whatever the fuck. So Jack's total is forty ninety seven, so he gets three bucks back. And then he's like, oh, here, you want to get paid? Here's your three cents. You can divide it up against uh, uh, between yourselves. They could ride the pony at Meyer for th three times. Well, actually, one person could ride once, the other person could ride twice. But still, three pony rides. Oh, is there spam? There's spam on that count. I don't like spam. I don't think Jeremy likes spam either. So Wayne takes the three cents, and then he just turns and gives a penny to Kevin. Well, how else are you going to divide up three cents, right? They're back at home. And might I add, I thought they had a color TV by now. This is season five, after all. So why are they, what the hell they're watching is in black and white? Unless what they're watching is a movie that's normally in black and white and not color. I mean, maybe. I don't even know what they're watching here. Some old black and white Christmas film. Maybe it's white Christmas. I don't know. So back at home, Kevin and Wayne are, well, more like Kevin, is decorating the Christmas tree or putting ornaments on while Jack is sitting on the couch dealing with the coffee maker and he's saying how he should have kept the manual for it. And he looks at, and we get a close-up shot of the, uh, ex the, the cord to it. And it is, like, stripped of any type of uh, protectiveness. It's like... And he plugs it in, and of course I'm like, you are going to get electrocuted. And what happens? He plugs it in the outlet, sparks are flying, and it's screwing up the dang electrical work of their house. What the F? That would have been, I would have thrown that thing out. That is dangerous, that is a hazard, that is a fire hazard. So Kevin and Wayne are arguing. Wayne's just laying there on the floor watching TV. And Kevin's like, hey, hand me the manger. And Wayne's like, nope. Sorry, busy, I'm on a break. And Kevin's like, well, your brain is on break. And then, of course, Wayne is like, shut up, and kicks him in the knee or the shin or whatever. That's when um, Norma comes in and tells Jack, who's fiddling. He hasn't yet plugged the thing in to the outlet yet. But she's telling him how she spoke to Ida, you know, Paul's mom, and how they're not going to be able to make it because uh, Paul's dad is going to visit the family in Florida. I get, well, they're probably all going to Florida. And then some other family or couple or whatever, they're not going to be able to make it either. And she kind of lets us slip out. Maybe we shouldn't have this party that, you know, a lot of people are canceling last minute. 
everyone's kind of made their own plans. See, this is why you do invite at least a month to a month and a half in advance. Give people plenty of time to arrange whatever they're going to do. But then again, it seems like people are kind of making their plans either last minute or it's just the Arnold just did not get these invitations out in time. Actually, when she first mentions about maybe we shouldn't have it because they're so busy with, you know, her with school and everything like that. And then Jack kind of does mention that, you know, maybe you're right and everything like that, that maybe we shouldn't have it. But Jack has a change of heart. When he looks at the coffee maker, he's like, hey, remember when we bought this? And then, uh... Norm was like, yeah, with those green stamps, remember the kids were kind of pasting them on in the little book in the kitchen and everything like that? So, yeah, they're having the party. This party is going to go on uh, without it. Well, we'd like it to go on without a hitch, but crap happens. It's just life. So, yeah, he's like, I think I can get this coffee maker to work. As he plugs in, and we get a close-up shot of that stripped cord. As he plugs it in, sparks are flying out of the damn outlet. The music's all going all wonky and whatever. The damn Christmas lights he just put up. I mean, the whole house is, like, dark. Like, seriously, Jack, you should have more sense than that. You don't stick a stripped cord into an outlet without... Fear of being electrocuted, which I'm surprised he didn't get electrocuted. He didn't scream or anything. So we get an amazing shot of all this food. I think I see sh like like ham roll up things, or that could be shrimp. Oh wait, maybe that's like fried shrimp. Um, I see a veggie platter. Um, what's this other stuff here? Are those like chicken wings? And that looks like maybe guacamole. Crackers and cheese. You gotta have a cracker and cheese tray. Oh, wow. Oh, they're all getting ready and everything like that. Jack's looking for a shot glass. Norma's doing something. The boys all still got a whole, like, kitchen table full of food. And it's like... But the whole dining room table is filled with food. And then they still got all of this. I don't know what they're doing. Wayne's got these olives on his fingers. <laughs> so Wayne holds up the little shaker mixer thing as to say, Dad, how dry you want your martinis tonight? And Jack's like, just crack the ice or something to that degree. How old is Wayne in season five? Isn't he like 19? I mean, what was the drinking age in 1971? You know, what? I'm going to go look that up right now. It says minimum legal drinking age laws were established in the U.S. after repeal of prohibition in 1933. Many states set the MLDA at 21 during that time. When the voting age was lowered from 21 to 18 in 1971, many states lowered their drinking age to 18 or 19. That's right around Wayne's age. He technically could drink, couldn't he? I mean, I'm not saying that Wayne should be getting drunk or anything, because he's already wacky enough without the alcohol, so, uh, yeah. Oh, terrible news on the ambrosia salad front. It's all runny, and there's no raisins in it. So did she, like, get it from the store already made? And they just, I mean, it's not like she made it herself. She probably, I mean, because it came in a container. And, I mean, I'm at first I'm like, she, she, there's no raisins in it. She didn't put it. Oh, okay. So I guess you could buy that just in the store by itself so it's already made. 
How is the ambrosia salad even supposed to go? I mean, maybe I don't. I doubt it's supposed to be runny. She doesn't have any raisins in the house that she could add to it. Oh, there's a doorbell. Guests are coming. Okay, this has got to be the style because there's a grown man wearing a turtleneck under a suit coat. So 71, is that the, the thing for men wearing turtlenecks? That might have been the style. I don't know. I don't know who these people are that arrived. They didn't say their names. So guests are showing up and it looks like this married couple that come with his mother, her mother. That's kind of weird. So she must live with them. But this old elderly lady in particular, she's got this mink stole around her neck, and she gives it to Wayne. It's like, now don't just throw that on the bed with the other coats. Hang it up nicely. <laughs> and of course, what does he do as soon as she leaves the room? Chucks it out, chucks it onto the floor in the closet. Like, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, I don't fucking care. I'm not getting paid to do this. So Wayne exits their parents' room where all the coats are being put on the bed. And this is when Mr. Wanamaker, Kevin Coulson, comes in and says, Remember when you used to do that James Cagney impression or something like that? So he has Kevin do it. And it's just like, oh my god. He, Fred Chabot just, I mean... I don't know James Cagney, but I mean, I'd say Kevin Fred Savage does a good uh, impression. Sure, why not? Oh, this guy sold uh, them their first model trains back in 1958 or something. Oh, he says Jimmy Cagney, not James Cagney. All right. So Kevin does the impression, and the guy is laughing so hard. And then the camera focuses back on Kevin's expression, where he's like, fuck, is this guy going to fucking drop dead in front of me? Shit, it wasn't that fucking funny. So Jack and Norma are kind of chatting with their guests, and things have definitely changed over the years, as uh, this guy Jack is talking to his friend, neighbor, Jack offers to make him a drink, and the guy's like, well, I don't drink anymore. I've been dry for five months. So does that mean, what, the guy just chose not to drink that it'd be healthier? Because he does say he lost quite a bit of weight because of it. Or maybe he was an alcoholic, and he's just, he, I don't know, was AA around back then? I don't know. But anyway, he just said, you know, I'm not drinking anymore. I've lost some weight. I'm sure maybe he points out to Jack, maybe Jack should <laughs> not drink so much. Jack doesn't, well, he always has a little uh, glass of vodka or whatever the hell it is when he comes home from work, but yeah, maybe he should lay off. Oh, he said he lost four inches, wow. <laughs> so he asks, the guy asks Jack if he's ha he has any carrot juice. He's got to be on one of those health kicks back, like back then in the 70s, I guess. So let's go over here to Norma, who's sitting on the couch with the lady, who says that I don't know what I, been, I haven't been able to do much with myself or or with my time or whatever since my son went to, started high school. How old is this lady? She looks quite a bit older than Norma. She must have had a kid late in life. Anyway, 
she so Norma's like, yeah, I I understand where you're coming from. See, I went back to college, and she says this just as this lady is like, I can't tell you how much therapy has helped me. What the fuck? You need therapy because you had a bunch of time on your hands since your kids started high school. Are you fucking kidding me? Teach their own, I guess. I don't know. But that seems a bit extreme. I mean, I could see, like, if you're in the place of the Coopers with losing their son in Vietnam, yeah, they could probably deal with some therapy. Winnie, too. But this lady going to therapy because her son started high school and she had all this fucking time that she doesn't know what to do with. Lady, take up knitting. I don't fucking know. Get a part-time job. I don't fucking know. Do something. Therapy is expensive. Even nowadays, I'm sure. So someone's all, like, looking out the window. Hey, the Fosters are here. And I guess uh, the Fosters, uh, one of the guys, like, Jack's old war buddy or something. But you, he's going to be surprised when the old friend here, Bill, his name's Bill, walks in the door. I want to play this clip because it is freaking hilarious, Jack's reaction, when he sees his old war buddy, Bill, and Bill, whoever he's dating right now. Holy fudge mudge, because this is craziness. I'll be right back. war buddy, Bill Foster. No party was complete without Bill and Marsha. Or in this case, Bill and a woman half his age. Oh, uh, Jack, Norma, this is Carol. Obviously, this was a ticklish situation. Where the hell is Marsha? Has it been that long? You know Marsha and I split in April. Of course. <laughs> Here, this is for you. Uh-huh, and a partridge in a pear tree. So I thought that clip was funny and I wanted to play that. Jack's reaction to his old war buddy who's like the same age as Jack in his 40s and he's dating someone who's probably like 22 or 23. Ugh. So Kevin's in the kitchen fixing, uh, probably filling up one of the, uh, you know, food trays or whatever to take out to guests and this is when the long care guy, Mr. Ehrman, comes in. And he just, right off the bat, like, something's not right with this guy. Because he looks really shifty. Like, his eyes are kind of, like, moving back and forth. And then he asks Kevin, hey, did your dad finally finish that basement? And then Kevin kind of tells us, like, yeah, he fucking did, like, 15 fucking years ago. Or 12 years ago, or whatever. It's like, and if that guy's been a regular at their Christmas party, he would fucking know that. So what is up with this dude? He wants to go down to the basement instead of fraternizing with people. Oh boy, we are going to find out what this guy's deal is. It ain't going to be pretty. Especially when Jack finds out. Holy fuck. So Kevin's still, actually I think he's probably just helping himself to something. And that's when Jack and Norma come in because, you know, they need to get chips or refill or whatever the hell they need to do. And Norma kind of makes a comment like, uh, that girl, Carol, who was with um, Jack's old war buddy, Bill, she was like, hey, you know, she's she's like, hey, she's pretty nice, huh? 
And Jack is already pissed as hell about it. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. That seems like his go-to line whenever he's pissed about something. Like, he doesn't want to talk about it. So, of course, Norma just keeps on talking. Like, she's um, very sophisticated for her age. And this is when Jack whirls around. It's like, for her age? For her age? Uh. So, Kevin is trying to get Jack's attention because as soon as Jack is saying about for her age, that's when Carol walks in. He's like, for Christ's sake, she's old enough. He's old enough to be her father. And that's when Carol walks in and thinking, yeah, I'm sure she'll be thinking of that the next time she's fucking him. Way to go, Jack. Let's put that image in her mind, huh? Like, come on. I know you don't agree with it, but clearly it is none of your fucking business. I mean, ugh. I mean, Kevin tried to get his attention. Like, uh, you might want to, you know, back off because that person you're talking about is coming into the damn room. And boy, oh boy, does it get awkward as hell. So Carol just kind of tells him, like, I think there might be something wrong with your urn. The coffee's kind of chilly. They're using that coffee urn after that damn cord almost took out the house? Oh my god. That would have been a sure sign to get the damn, get rid of it. Buy a new one. What? Buy a new one. <laughs> so Norma's quick on her feet. She's like, hey, I have an idea. Let's play Twister. Adults playing Twister? Unless it's Naked Twister. But these are adults. This is the 70s. So everyone's all for it anyway. I'm like, Ugh. I just don't like the idea of adults. 40-something-year-olds playing Twister. That's just gross. Granted, I'm not just saying that Twister is just for children or drunken college kids, but... <laughs> so, yeah, the adults are playing Twister while Norma and Jack are just kind of looking on, like... Mm. But, and then Wayne is like, I gotta get out of here. I mean, you're seeing... I think Carol had joined in, but... You're seeing women bending down in their dresses. I mean, he's probably got an... Wayne's probably got an erection he's got to go fix or take care of. Yeah. So, Wayne and Kevin decide to hightail it to the basement. Like, yeah, let's go chill in the basement for a bit. But, unfortunately, somebody else is already down there. It's Mr. Ehrman, or whatever the fuck his name is. If you hear any noises in the background, it's Quinny. She's finishing her dinner. And her uh, collar's got a little bell on it, so it's kind of clanking against her dish. Oh, no, no, she's moved on. Maybe she's got to use the potty. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Yeah, Wayne and Kevin come down, and Kevin's like, what's that smell? And that's when they see big old Mr. Ehrman stand up suddenly, hiding something. That guy was toking up in their fucking basement. Are you kidding? You don't go to someone's house and go down in their basement and light up. So, Mr. Longcare decided after, Kevin says something like, after cutting and whatever his his lawns, he decided to s smoke, uh, smoke the grass or some, something like that. Like, uh. Oh, Jack is pissed as fuck when he and Norma come down. He's like, and, and the guy just, he's high as a fucking kite. 
Because he starts laughing uncontrollably. I guess, I mean, I don't know. I'd never done the stuff, so pot must affect people differently. But this guy's got the giggles. Yeah, uh, Jack comes down and says, Kevin, Wayne, where are you, what's going on down here? It smells like a mattress is burning. Ew. So that's why he, he thinks that pot smell, pot smoke smells like a mattress burning to Jack. Ugh. I always thought maybe it smelled like horse shit. So yeah, this guy's got the giggles, and it's funny that Wayne is just laughing, chuckling his ass off at this guy trying to explain what he's doing in the basement. So he tries to rope Kevin and Wayne like, oh, man, the boys were just, don't even pull them into that, Mr. Ehrman. The boys were on the stairs. You were over there by the fucking couch. You weren't talking anything. Oh, Jack is fucking pissed as hell. Now Norma comes down. Along with some other guests are like, what's that smell? And then we hear some funky in the gut in the Vita music sound uh, playing. In our basement. Ew. Go to the garage and get some sodas. Why? Because I said so. It's like, Kevin, Wayne, go get the garage and get some sodas. And Wayne's like, why? And he's like, because I said so, damn it. So this is a fun conversation between Kevin and Wayne, as Wayne is like, hmm, I wonder if he grows it or, or, what did you say, buys it or grows it himself? Well, maybe, maybe he grows it himself, I don't know. Maybe he's got himself a little pot farm. Always like Norma to defend a person. So, you know, they're arguing and Jack and Norma are arguing and about the whole situation, and Norma's saying how, you know, you've known the guy for over 20 years, blah, 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 you could have handled the situation better, and how you should have pushed him up the stairs, he could have hurt himself. Really? He was pushing him up the stairs, not down the fucking stairs. And who gives a fuck if he hurt himself? He was toking up in your fucking basement, Norma. You don't think that wouldn't piss you off? Come on. Someone pulled that kind of crap on me. I'm like, I don't ever care if I ever see your fucking face ever again. That is just so disrespectful. Oh, my God. They should have had the cops on that man's ass to arrest him and put him in jail. Jack's like, yeah, the guy shouldn't have done anything so stupid. And they, and he also adds how the guy is a jerk. And Norma's like, no, the man is a friend. Not if they're that, he's not. Nope. I'd be like... So long, friend. So long. You are not my friend no more. So Wayne and Kevin, of course, are eavesdropping uh, inside the garage, just in the doorway of the garage, when something clatters, which causes Norma and Jack to turn around. Like, and Jack's like had enough. He's had enough of the party. He's had enough of the the boys complaining about not wanting to be there. He's like, all right, why don't you guys just get the hell out of here, okay? Go take off. Go get some sodas or shit. And the truth comes out. He's like, it wasn't my idea to have this damn party in the first place. Uh, you guys shouldn't have had it to begin with. You had so much shit going on. You, uh, But yeah, he tells the boys to get the fuck out of there. Like, go hang out at the store and buy some Coke or pop or whatever the hell and come back later. So Kevin and Wayne are there. You know, they're just kind of taking their time. Like, no, there's no reason to really hurry back or anything like that. So... 
<laughs> I think they're like playing swords or something with wrapping paper. So I think this is kind of a sweet moment. As Kevin and Wayne are coming back from the store, Kevin's just kind of looking at, you know, the the Christmas lights on people's houses, just going through their neighborhood and just, just reminiscing about how there was once a time that he knew everybody on the block, the names of their kids, the names of their dogs, but now it seemed like he didn't know anyone anymore because so much had changed. So they pull up in front of the house, and it's dark. Everyone looks to have gotten the fuck out of there. And and Wayne is, like, just kind of calling the party a bust, which it was. I really can't see them ever fucking doing this again. This must have, would have been probably the last time they ever had a party. But what I really appreciate is, you know how Wayne and Kevin are always at each other's throats. Always at their throat, each other's throats. But, mm, excuse me. I like how they have, you know, share these sweet, tender, brotherly moments with each other where they're not fighting, they're not arguing. And Wayne is just like, all right, come on, let's let's go inside. So they go inside, and it's, it's a sweet moment. Their parents are just chilling on the couch, kind of holding each other, and it's really sweet. I kind of want to play this clip because I, I like it. I really do. So I'll be right back. sure what to expect. Chaos, mayhem, or maybe two lovebirds on a couch. We got some soda. Thanks, honey. I'll just put them in the fridge. In a way, it was crazy. There they sat, amidst the wreckage of a party gone wrong, and they didn't seem to care. For mom and dad, the party hadn't been a disaster. For as much as things were changing all around them, what Jack and Norma had, what drew people to their house every Christmas for 16 years, was still the same. The thing they started out with. The one they'd never lose. never did throw another Christmas bash, and that was okay, I guess, but I still think about those parties, what they stood for, a time before TV dinners and two-car families, when grass was green and we were young. So once Kevin and Wayne get home with the sodas and everything, they see Norma and Jack just kind of lying together on the couch, just watching the fire in the fireplace and music playing in the background. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. Um, Kevin heads to bed and then he kind of just tells us that his parents never did throw another Christmas bash, which I'm not surprised. I, I probably wouldn't either. And after that, you know, Kevin reminisces about Christmas parties where he'd be off 
in his room asleep at night while the party continued on outside his door and everything like that. And it's a sweet episode. So I'm going to give this episode, hmm, I think I'm going to give it maybe three out of five uh, flower power petals. One for because, um, you know, Norma's going to college and everything like that. Um, Kevin's impression was kind of cool. And the, um, oh, we got to see Winnie. That was cool. Um, what's the other, uh, with Wayne, with that mink stole. I thought that was hilarious. Um, as far as, um, Wonderly Words of Wisdom. If you have so much on your plate, do not feel obligated to throw a Christmas party. Even if you hadn't, even if you've done it in the past, if you have so much stuff that that is the last thing on your mind, and you haven't even sent out invitations yet, don't, don't trouble yourself with it. You know, I mean, it's not like it's something that can't be done down the road or, or, or go to other people's houses. Don't feel like you are expected to throw up because you've done that every year. And another thing, don't go down to your friend's basement and toke up or, or, or whatever the hell drug you're using. Just don't do that. That is, not only is it illegal, it's rude and disrespectful. Uh, as far as that goes, that's, that's pretty much what I got to say about that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tomorrow I'm going to do uh, the Season 6 Christmas episode, which is Let Nothing You Dismay, where Jack is trying to secure a loan for his furniture company, and his friend, old co-worker from Norcom, bails out and decides to just go back to Norcom. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and have a good Good Christmas, but I'll be back tomorrow because I'm going to do that other Wonder Years episode and also Prancer. I want to do Prancer, too, because we really don't have much time left. And so, all right, everybody, have a wonderful night.